Welcome to the official DevSlopes podcast, where we talk tech, code, jobs, freelancing, apps, startups, and more. This is the place to be if you want to upgrade your career, start that amazing app idea, learn to code, and take your skills to a whole new level. In this podcast, I interview interesting people in the world of tech, talking about their successes. We had a couple million active users, though. And their failures. Really, really challenging for me at first. I'm Mark Walbeck, your host, and let's talk tech. So this is an um, interview with, with Nick, who's done, gone and done some amazing and great things. Okay, so Nick, um, why did you originally start learning how to code? What was the inspiration? What was the desire? So getting out of high school, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And that was a big problem because in high school, there was always all these classes like, you know, figure out what you want to do when you post high school and all this stuff. And uh, so... I went to college and got a just an associate's degree in business, and that was not really something that I actually wanted to do, um, but I figured it would be just a good thing, just a good generic thing that I could use to hopefully get a decent job somewhere. And then uh, I had a friend who was already really into software development, and then he was he kept pestering me like, oh, you should learn to code, we could make apps, do all this, and then... Uh, I didn't really think much of it. And then he started to have a lot of success with it. And I was just like, all right, I'm just going to do this because I don't really know what I want to do, but this seems really cool. And I can be artistic with stuff I make. I can, you know, there's a lot of like creative expression and this just seems fun. So that's pretty much how I got into it. Awesome. And so, what were your what were your first steps when you decided I'm going to learn to code? What like uh, what did where did you start? What what did you do? So, I I originally well, it wasn't even wanting to get into web de- development. I wanted to make iOS apps because that's what my friend had seen a lot of success in, and that's what he was sort of pushing. So he linked me to this website um, called the New Boston, and they had Objective C tutorials. And so I just started like binging those super hard, and uh, I probably I was doing that while I was in college too. So it was like you know two hour break in between classes. Let's try to hammer out as many videos as we can, and then try to make Xcode work and try to like replicate whatever I'm seeing. And Objective C was weird, as as anyone who has done Objective C knows. It's a lot different than Swift is, <laughs> but. Uh, I basically just started doing stuff like that and then just reading the documentation over and over and like trying to find uh, trying to find like people's full projects that were that weren't just like a partial thing but that were complete and then actually being able to look at the code and you know see for myself okay this is how this works specifically so this is something like if I want to do something similar to this this is the code that I need to write and so it was basically just a lot of that for a while okay and so between so at what point then did you did you get involved with dev slopes or start taking those courses uh, um, and moving forward that way so the new Boston was really good because there was a lot of content there but a lot of it was old and there wasn't anything for like Swift and anything like that and this is right around the time like Swift was announced and so I was trying to read what I could and then I looked up just like you know like how to do this comma Swift and then I found Udemy through there. And so I was like, okay, let's let's go on here and browse. And I subscribed to a whole bunch of people, but a lot of the tutorials were just like so boring. 
and it was hard to even finish like one video because the person's just like, all right, and now we're going to do this. And <laughs> it's just like, it's really hard to follow someone when the teacher isn't like, you know, keeping your attention. And so that's when I eventually found your course. And then it was like, okay, cool. I can, I can, I can dig this. And so I, <laughs> if I'm being honest, I haven't honestly fully finished any of your video series because I just, I, I'm obsessive with stuff and I will go back and I'll watch like one video five times in one sitting just to make sure that I get it. And then like the next day I'll do the same thing. But like, yeah, it's, that's how I found you, Demi. That's how I found you and your stuff. And then from there it was just like, okay. Cause you get emails from you Demi, when it's like, whenever a certain instructor posts a new video. So um, just trying to follow with like who to keep up with and who to drop off as far as people I want to see content from. Um, so Pokey Radar, your app, um, is a big deal. So did you ever think, you're, you're diving into app development, did you ever think that you'd go on to create something big like this? Like, I'm just curious, like, no. was, was it like? Honestly, this was, was like, the whole thing with Pokey Radar, uh, I don't know if I've mentioned it before, but it, we were walking around playing Pokemon Go uh, probably a week after it came out, and we were like, okay, like, how, it's it's kind of cool because we could find specific spots where certain Pokemon were, and it was like, I wish there was a way where we could show other people, and more importantly, other people could show us where they found certain Pokemon, so I don't just have to drive down every street and hope I find them. And so uh, the the friend that I was with was like, "Oh yeah, you should make that." And I was like, "I don't think I can make all of that right now. Like, I I think we could do this, and then." We could just take it from there, and surprisingly, he went with it. And honestly, for like, we had no plans of even like having it be a fraction of what it turned out to be. Our biggest thing was <laughs> we were thinking in the short term, and it was like, I want to be able to play this game and find the Pokemon that I want to find right now. There was no, we can do this and make a ton of money or anything like that. And in the initial conception, it was all just like. I want this and this doesn't currently exist. Let's make this. So how that's amazing. And so how many days from the from the day that you opened up Xcode or whatever you did to the to the submission or to when it was approved on the App Store? How many days did it take to get it on the App Store from starting it? Oh, it was a day. It was uh so we we went home uh after walking around play Pokemon Go and uh we started talking about it and just kind of like wireframing, but uh we didn't have any wireframing stuff so we're just writing it out on paper like it would look like this and then we'd have it like this and then uh we had like you know different basically like a storyboard but on paper um okay so we started hammering that out and uh i just started building you know like how i thought it should look and then uh i was super tired so i was like you know man we'll we'll finish this tomorrow um we've got we've made a lot of progress today like just come over tomorrow and then so yeah, you actually did coding on the first day of the same day of the storyboarding and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's just like I mean, we did it until we were too tired to. Awesome. I mean, we had been walking around. I I went hardcore with Pokemon Go. I was playing for like eight hours. This was in the summer, and uh, so we were, we'd been out all day walking around, and so it was like, all right, let's just code. So we just like put on Netflix. We were just in my living room at my mom's place, and we were just like typing, and then uh, I I was like, I gotta call it quits. We've been at this for a couple hours, 
And then the next day my friend comes over, he's like, all right, I built the back end overnight. Um, let's, let's get this, let's get this together. Uh, and you know, find whatever assets we need and get it ready for submission. And then, so it was ready for like, it was submitted to the app store within 24 hours of starting, like from when we made the project next code, it was in the app store within 24 or in review 24 hours later. Dude, that's awesome. That's amazing initiative. Amazing initiative. Well, it's just like one of those things where it's like, I want this now because it doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, oh, your your buddy, um, what did, what technologies did he use for the back end? Uh, <laughs> originally, it was uh, PHP, and we had a lot of issues because, uh, well, his, his whole thing was he was, he knows like a ton of PHP stuff. So, he's like, if I can do this, you know, he'd, he'd written other things in PHP. And I didn't have any doubts in his abilities to do it, but he had never done anything at this scale, and PHP didn't really want to. I mean, PHP didn't really want to do what we wanted it to do for this, and we also had some some less optimized stuff in our uh, code. And uh, basically, we eventually switched over to Node, but that was like way down the line. Um, so he did it all in that, and I forget, you know, just. Forget what else was. I don't know. Yeah, sorry, going off on tangents. <laughs> so how many how many total downloads? Well, how many downloads did it get? Like, I just want to know the download history. Like, the first day, second day. When did it spike? Why did it spike? And how many total downloads did you get? Um, I should actually. I actually have these images somewhere. Um, we had uh. So basically, like we. We got it in the app store. It was super, super bare bones. We're like, you know, we'll fix the UI later. This isn't an issue that we need to fix now. Our main thing was we just want to get something that works into the store so the map can get populated. And um, there was just initial issues getting into the store. It got rejected uh, the first couple times. And then uh, we sort of had a workaround for that that worked pretty well. <laughs> but uh, we got, like, in the first day, there was multiple thousand of downloads and it was like oh this is this is crazy um i had no idea it would spread like this and it was uh local and i i have friends like all over the place and so i messaged everyone i was like hey can you download this and if you play pokemon go like this is for ios download it if you have an iphone and just wander around and if you see any pokemon place it we're trying to populate the map in other areas that aren't just where we live and so I have friends like in the East Coast that did it. I have friends in California that did it, and I was basically just trying to reach out for to like people that I knew. Like, if I knew that you lived somewhere where I didn't like know anyone else, I was hitting you up, and I was like, "Hey, I need you to do this." And then um, we infiltrated a lot of Pokemon Go Facebook groups, and we're like, "Hey, we just made this." Uh, so I think that led to the big like user surge, but. I mean, again, we didn't think anything much of it because it was like, this is out, this is cool, and uh, I forget how many thousand people. It was less than 100,000 people for the very first day, but it rapidly grew after that. <laughs> Do you know how many total downloads in the end, like that, or total, total users, whatever you want to say, that you had? Uh, I don't actually know those numbers. We had a couple million active users, though. Um, because we <laughs> we couldn't keep things up just to, due to our user traffic. But, uh, I mean, we had uh, 
like in its highlight, uh, when we released an update for it, um, you know, after it had already climbed the ladder up, we were number one in like all these countries for uh, free utilities. And then in countries where Pokemon Go wasn't even out yet, so that wasn't the number one thing. We were number one in there too. So these people <laughs> app check stuff and yeah, I, I don't know. It was pretty great. Uh, tell us about uh, your app store rejections and, and the uh, your workaround. Okay. Uh, the first rejection was our screenshots. And anyone who's submitted anything to the app store knows that you can't have anything somewhat misleading in your screenshots or your metadata because they think you're trying to like leverage traffic. And in our case, we were because, I mean, hey, it's Pokemon Go. Our app is based on Pokemon Go. But our appeals were like, hey, it's an assistant app. So it's going to be very similar. It's going to have a lot of things that are the same because we're trying to make it work with this app that's already out there. So, like, cut us some slack. And eventually they were like, okay, well, you just can't have Pokemon in the screenshots. And so uh, with the map pins on iOS, it's, I think it just defaults to, like, a red pin or whatever. And uh, the original screenshots were – it was like a map of this park by our place and it had uh, like the red pins everywhere. And then we had a, just a bull that would, when set to the opposite thing, would uh, set all the images to be their proper Pokemon. And if it was flipped, it would just set it to pins. So when we had it set up for submission, it was all just with pins. And then once it was in, we just flipped it back and then it was Pokemon again. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's awesome. That's funny. That's that's kind of what we're doing at DevSlopes. We Apple won't let Android on our platform, so every time we send an update, we have to turn off Android courses. <laughs> yeah, they turn it back on as soon as it's. I mean, as long as basically as long as you're not advertising with it, I think you're in the clear as far as Apple goes. But. That's awesome. Uh, super cool. Um, Okay, so you're growing all these users. I know you had some problems. Tell us about some of these problems that you had for the uh, from the ex extensive growth over the short period of time. Well, it wasn't built to scale. Um, as anyone who has heard of it or has used it knows, it was down for a lot of time. Uh, but basically, if you want the most stressed out people ever, make an app like this and don't optimize it initially. <laughs> We tried to do everything we could, but uh, so my job once the app came out was sort of just like I was doing the social media stuff. I was managing the Facebook page. So if you sent an angry message saying that the map was blank, I was the one replying to those. So thank you to everyone who was nice. <laughs> uh, it uh, it was basically like we we grew too fast and we had we're using like the free google maps api which i think you can have like a hundred thousand requests per second or something and we just exceeded that um but we were using uh geohashing to locate the things and that was a real problem because and we, we actually didn't find this out until like a month ago but uh so when we would search for stuff there would be like an x coordinate or an XY coordinate and then another XY coordinate and then it would like draw a box and then it would grab everything from there. But we didn't know that uh, MySQL had a built-in thing where you could just like have like polygons of areas on maps and they had all that stuff pre-sorted. And so that was where a lot of our overhead came from. Um, and I mean, if you zoomed out or in at all, it would have to reload the map. And so that's just more requests. And so it was just 
a nightmare. Um, <laughs> as we called it, server fires. Um, you know that uh, this is fine picture with like the dog in the room with like the fire. That was like the, that was the pokey radar like image basically. Like the, in our Slack, that was like the thing. And like, uh, I can remember in the initial days cause I, I really wanted this to work. Uh, my friend who lives part-time down by where my mom lives and where I was living at the time and part-time in Seattle about an hour away. Um, he would, be in Seattle working and then he would come down and he would like crash at his parents' house and he would have went to bed like 30 minutes, 45 minutes before. And I would, I would literally run in and be like, you know, knock on his door. His mom's like, Oh, hi, what do you need? And I'd walk in and wake him up and be like, Hey, Hey, everything's down again. We, we got to get this back up because we are just, uh, you know, in the, when it couldn't replicate any more instances of the database, um, we we're just throwing 500s everywhere. And so like, just builds up and then everyone just gets dumped and uh, blank maps and all sorts of problems. I'm, I'm reliving it right now. It's traumatic. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, so, yeah. so why, I'm not sure if it's related, but why, why did you move to Node and how did you scale with Node? So, okay, so it was me and my friend Braden initially. Um, and then this is just like a history of it. And then we brought in this guy, Jason, who was, he had connections to people at Google. He had a lot of like professional connections and he was like our business guy. He got us in connection with the proper legal help when we needed it. And he was, uh, he basically like kept Nintendo and Niantic off our back when, you know, we instantly got the takedown thing. He was like, okay, well let's work this out. But we brought in this guy Mo to build our Android app. Uh, and he used to work at Tinder. And so uh, Mo and Braden have known each other for a while. Mo builds our Android app. And then uh, Braden couldn't figure out, because he was trying to do so much at once, he couldn't figure out what he needed to do. And so Mo was like, why don't we bring in uh, my old manager from Tinder? And so he was actually the guy, the guy named Neil. He writes stuff in Note. And so he was like, I'm going to rewrite everything. And so we did a full stack rewrite, um, like in the midst of just this like fire with our servers. And, uh, so Neil was actually the one that rewrote everything in node and, uh, that helped us for a while. Um, just with like nodes event loop and stuff, we were able to like process stuff a lot easier than PHP because when the stack fills, then it copies the thing. And it was just like, but we, we switched to node and that helped us for a little while. And then we still just experienced problems after there. And I think it's just cause no one had done anything that had, gone up at this crazy of a scale um, yeah and yeah so that, i mean that was the main reason it was like neil knew node and neil mo was confident he's like neil can save us and so we're like get him on the phone like and yeah so we ended up doing that but that's the main reason for that so so question and this is a question that a lot of us at dev slopes and elsewhere and students had but we saw your crazy success and we all wondered about monetization and like why you didn't throw some ads in there or something. Oh, uh, you called me up. Okay. So we, so we put the initial version in there with like, and you've said this in your videos too. You like never use the default UI. You can always make it look better. But we were just like, all right, like I, I could, when we were making it, I could hear you in my head being like, don't make it <laughs> like this. You got to make it better. But we were just like, I, I got to do it. Like, I'm sorry, Mark. This has to get in the store. So, you know, my thing was like, okay, yeah, we'll get it in the store and then we'll, we'll work on 
what we need to do as far as like UI. Like we'll play around, like do you like A, do you like B? And then we'll pick and we'll throw it in. But uh, because of the IP whole like the pending thing, uh, Apple wouldn't let us push any more updates because mm. like, you're still in violation of their IP. And so it was just this constant back and forth between us and Niantic. And we had Jason dealing with that whole thing. But uh, it was, we couldn't get an update in. And so like our initial thing, <clears throat> our V1 was in there for over a month. Oh. We had other stuff done. Like we had it done with better UI. We had it done <laughs> with the ad framework. But we were killing ourselves for oh. not putting in, at least putting in an ad framework initially. That was, that was not intentional. I can't, I can't even imagine. Like, that would just... <laughs> I know, I know. I, I'm thinking about it right now. Like, the, the potential revenue that was lost from that whole situation, oh, oh, it makes me sick. Because, like, that was, that was during our, like, growth spike where it was so high, and we just had nothing. So, yeah, that was, that was terrible. Oh, it's depressing you to think about now. <laughs> yeah, that was not intentional. Uh, we would have had non-intrusive ads. Our plan was to do like banner ads. That way it's like we don't yeah. interrupt the, person ex yeah. the person's experience. We can keep it free. People will use this. And then uh, it just it took forever to get it in. Yeah. And we, we finally, uh, you know how Apple mediates the thing if there's like you're infringing on someone's IP. Shout out to Apple for that. That's super nice. Uh, I like it a lot better than what Google does, which is they just pull your app and they don't tell you why, and then you appeal and you don't get a reply ever. Thanks a lot, Google, for that. <laughs> but, uh, oh, man. Yeah, had we had, uh, had we had revenue in there initially, you guys would be looking at a different backdrop. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine. But, well, on the, on the brighter note, so on the brighter note, tell us about this whole Glue, Glue Games deal. Glue Mobile, I can't remember exactly what their company's called, but Glue, obviously yeah, so, a very, very prominent company. Yeah, Glue does a lot of uh, licensing for apps. Like, they're, they make, like, Deer Hunter. Um, they do, like, the Kim Kardashian game, the, like, Gordon Ramsay game. Like, celebrity licensing games go through them, and then they have a lot of other stuff that they do, too. Um, they're a pretty big operation, but they reached out to us initially with an offer and we were all, we had just gone to a dinner. We had met with our lawyers. Everything was chill. And, uh, we get this email from glue and it's, uh, it was a pretty low offer. And we were just like, like I having someone who's like never done any of this before. I was like, yeah, let's take it. Like, that sounds amazing. Like I would love to get more, but like, I'm not trying to throw away this money. And, uh, all the guys that we were with, all the dudes in Seattle were like, no, our active user count is so high. We can get way more than this. We are rejecting this offer. And so we sent a bet. We're like, no, we don't want this. And then, uh, so then we started looking for other avenues. And that's when we started going to like networking events and stuff and trying to find people who, you know, we didn't want to be like, hey, we're trying to sell this because that kind of seems like, oh, well, what's sure. wrong with it? Yep. Yeah. But we were like, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're interested in investors if that's a thing or if you would like to buy it. Um, talk to us, you know, and then, so Jason met up with a few other guys cause he's like the man when it comes to that stuff. Um, super fortunate to have him with us, but then glue hit us up again and they're like, Hey, we really want to buy this. Um, this is after we did the rewrite. This is after we have, we had like our web view that was redone. Um, we switched from Google maps to Mapbox, and they gave us like a freebie thing for like, a couple months. Um, but Glue hit us up again. They're like, how much do you want? 
And then we were like, okay, well, we don't want to give them something too ridiculous because, like, we recognize that this is, like, we're totally, like, riding the wave that is Pokemon Go. And as soon as that wave starts to go down, we go down with it. We have no sustainability outside of Pokemon Go. And this process of, like, the due diligence is going to take a couple weeks. So it's like, mm-hmm. all right, we should at least hear them out. And so we gave them an offer. We're like, we want a million dollars. And they're like, how about 500000 And even to this day, part of me is like, we could have countered at, like, seven fifty. And we probably could have gotten it because Glue's bought some crazier stuff before for a lot more money. But it was also at the point, uh, I mean, and this was our Slack chat channel was just going off 24-7 about this because it was just like, do we take it? Do we not? Um, we don't want to. <laughs> and my argument was like, I'd rather have 500 grand now than no money later. Like, I don't want to roll the dice with this. We yeah. need to, one, pay our server fees, which ended up being like 200 grand and yeah one day for one day when it was when everything was bad we had um what is it like whatever the biggest machine is that you can get um at aws we had like the maximum amount of those for one day all running at like full virtual machines and our bill for like that one day was like 25 grand yeah that was optimize your code because otherwise you can uh you can get a lesson good lesson yeah, that was uh, that was definitely like whenever people are like write your code right the first time, don't don't leave any like open ends. I that hits me so much more real now, but um, I mean, so you know the five hundred k, we were like, all right, yeah, let's let's go through. So we went through the whole due diligence process, and it was like the whole while it was going through, we're like, please, please let Pokemon Go stay viable during this. Like if it starts to drop off. And Glue's like, actually, uh, we're retracting that offer. That would have been terrible. Um, and I, w- I was just freaking out because at this point, it wasn't towards the end of everything. So, I mean, the due diligence was like beginning of August. So it had been like a month. We still had like another month left before we actually got rid of it. But it was like, we are in the hole like 150 grand and we have made no money. This is a real problem right now. Like if we don't fix this, we are going to be out so much money and like our lives are just going to be ruined. And so it was just like, like I cannot tell you the stress, like the lack of sleep that I, (laughs) the lack of sleep that I got, uh, the sleep that I didn't get because of just like worrying about the money from this whole thing and just worrying about like, like initially before we brought in Jason, it was like, we're going to get sued and we're going to go down super hard. And then, uh, yeah, it's, like now that it's over, totally worth it. I'd recommend it to anyone. But know that if you go into something like this and you try to make something or if it goes off and it's viral, there is going to be a ton of stuff that goes wrong and you might like roll the dice and it might be bad. Like you have to take the risk. But I'm really happy that we did it because like otherwise I would still be at home learning to code on my own and I wouldn't I, – I don't know. I it's nice to like be out and like not like not doing that. It also feels good to have like this huge accomplishment. Like we met people out in public. Uh, we printed out like in the early stages, we printed out these uh, business cards on like a, just like a nine by 11 sheet of paper. And we had like our, 
our Twitter handle, our Facebook handle, and then we had like our this little like logo that we made, and we walked around the parks and we were handing them out to people. We're like, "Hey, are you playing Pokemon Go? Oh yeah, uh, we made like me and him uh, made this app. You should check it out. Tell all your friends." And so that was just that was like another thing that we were just doing to just like you know seed it initially. Uh, but it was a ton of legwork, but a lot of fun too. I've never done anything like it. So. What are your plans now? What are you, what are you doing with your life? I uh, I moved about an hour north, and I'm going to a software development boot camp to learn just, like, how to do, like, back-end stuff, and, like, more JavaScript-y stuff. Um, and ironically, right now, I'm in the iOS stack, and I actually know a lot. So <laughs> I'm, yeah. able to, I'm able to work on the mean stuff that I was behind on because the iOS stuff, they're like, open Xcode. Do this. This is where all this is. I'm like, oh, I already know this. Like, <laughs> this is amazing. Um, so I'm doing that right now, and uh, I have a few little projects that I'm working on. Um, it's not anywhere even remotely close to being done, but I am working on just like a top-down view RPG, kind of like Pokemon, but I, I hesitate in saying kind of like Pokemon because it's not at all like Pokemon, but you know like the Game Boy, the top-down view, just... Yep exploration like that i'm working on something like that uh my girlfriend's doing the art for it and then i'm we're like collaborating on the story and asking friends about what would be fun but i don't want to release it until there's like so much content that even if there's like a pro at these types of games they like i don't want them to be able to finish it in like a week i want it to be like really really long and really difficult and uh what are you, build what are you building it in it's just in ios swift okay. yeah and I mean, it's the only thing I, I really know how to do right now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I would like to make it uh, multiplayer later, just using like sockets or something. Um, but for right now, it's just like a single player type thing. And it's again, and it's like its infancy, but I've been wanting to do a project like this for a long time. Right. So this is like sort of like my baby that I'm working on. And if it tanks when it launches, whatever, there's, you know, it just makes it. <laughs> but that's that's pretty much that's pretty much it. I'm trying to think of what else I do. I don't like Pokemon Go and like I, actually not Pokemon Go, but Poke Radar pretty much killed any social life I had. Um, I I stopped talking to all friends. I pretty much died that summer, and uh, the only people I talked to were the people in our Slack chat and the people like that were working on Poke Radar and stuff. And uh, yeah. It's like now, now when someone's like, you want to hang out? I'm like, yeah, but I don't know what we would do. Like, you want to like come over and like load up playground or something and I can show you some stuff? Like I, <laughs> like, you know, like I, I started teaching my friend JavaScript and it's just like, it's cool for me because I'm learning how to do it. I'm like cementing my knowledge, but he's also learning it. And I was just like, I remember when I was there and like, it's the same thing as Swift, but yeah. Don't, don't worry, my guys, my guys had the same problem. I brought on Jacob and Johnny and others and uh, now they don't have social lives either. <laughs> but I mean it's what's a social life <laughs> I mean you have to weigh like how much you want to do something versus like because like, what I really want to do is I just want to travel and so it's just like like I went to a whole bunch of national parks in the southwest last summer um, I was actually on it I was on that trip when I got the the giveaway email that's right I was like oh, we got a rest stop and I was just like oh my god I won yeah <laughs> But uh, I, I just want to travel, and I'd like to, like, long-term plans are, like, eventually, like, either, like, 
have enough money to like keep an apartment lease up here and then have this as like a home base or get a house somewhere and then just basically go on like road trips and not have to have like a deadline to come back, but you need money to do that. And so I just want to like crank out some apps and like, but I, I don't want to like turn out garbage because there's so much like freemium crap yeah. like in both like the play store and the app store. It's just like, I, I don't want to make anything that I'm not like really passionate about. And so it's like, there's stuff that I want to make and I, I could probably make like a rough around the edges version now, but it's like, all right, I can make this, but like, I'm not even going to submit this yet. Cause like, I'm going to wait till I know a lot more and I can make it look a lot better before it's actually out there to the public. Because a statement that I stand by is like, it's a lot harder to make something that's uncool, cool than it is to make something cool, uncool. So like release something and make it cool. And then just like, keep doing that but like don't release something that's like really crappy and then like be like oh we're gonna make it better right away because then you already you're branded as sort of like an off-brand type thing so yeah I don't know, it's just personal philosophy on the on the matter so well along the same lines last question here but there's there's gonna be hundreds if not thousands of app developers that'll watch this uh, this video um, who are hoping to go and do great things in uh, app development and just programming in general. So what, what advice would you give to anybody who's learning to code and, and, and has aspirations? Here's your chance to, to, to give your best advice. Okay, this, this is going to sound super extremely cliche, but um, so when I learn stuff, I have to go through, and like what I mentioned when I first started watching your videos, it was like I, I wouldn't even finish a chapter like in a sitting session, it would be like, watch a video, watch the next video, rewatch the first video, rewatch the second video, like go over the content a lot. But like, I know it sucks to like start to like, you know, bringing up your text editor or whatever and trying to just like plug in stuff. But if you just watch videos and like read documentation, you will not get it. You have to actually code it in like you have to actually like even if it's like this is a variable like this is an int this is a string like and you if you don't know any of that write it out like write it in your text editor and then like or like this is a function type it out make sure it runs don't just look at like the little snippet of code and be like oh, okay i see how this works like i i mean i i still do that today and stuff it's like i i want to get it and if i just like watch a video of someone else doing it or like look at a little snippet it's like oh cool but then like five minutes later, if I try to write it on my own and that's not up, it's just like, okay, I don't remember how to do this. So like the biggest piece of advice I'd give is like, just, just do it. Just code when you're code, when you're doing it, like take time, have like pause the video, copy down the code, test it, do all that stuff. If you just watch videos and just read documentation, it's going to take you so much longer. You're going to have to like rewatch stuff twice and and just know that it's going to take forever. Like I'm, I did like objective C stuff like probably four years ago and then got into Swift kind of like part-time while I was still in school. And then only this summer was it like, all right, we have a real project that we can work on, but we didn't know it was going to take off. And so it's like, I guess I think there's a lot of like self doubt with like, Oh, who would use this? Who would do this? But like people turn out crap all the time. So it's like, if you're going to turn out something and like, like, if you want to make something, make it and submit it. And, like, who cares if no one uses it? It's still out there. Like, 
it's out there breaking up like the pile of just like reskinned garbage that's in like a lot of the app stores. So like you should at the very least, or like if you want to make something, but you don't know how, so like me with this game, for example, just try and like, you're going to get errors all the time. It's going to be super frustrating, but like just keep trying. And then like, you know, look online for resources, look for stuff you can do, try different avenues. And like, eventually you'll get like little things to work. And that is just like so rewarding. Cause like when you get a whole bunch of little tiny things to work, then that leads to the big application actually working how it should. And it, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard for me. Like I'm like taking my own advice while I'm saying this, but it's like, uh, just like these little changes. Like it doesn't even feel like it's worth it sometimes. It's like, yeah. Oh, it's just one thing. But if you can, you know, make that little change, make it like as soon as you think about it, like, cause like a whole bunch of little changes, you know, turn out to be something big and like everyone always, you know, like in this interview, it's like, Oh yeah, we, we turned it out in a day. It's like, okay. Yeah. But I mean, we had someone really skilled writing our back end, and then the front end was like pretty simple. It was just like a map and all this like buttons and stuff. And just, we, you know, we did a lot of like guessing and stuff um, and just like wireframing. But like, I think a lot of people worry that like, uh, oh, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if it'll be good enough. I don't like have knowledge of all this. Like just, just try. That's the biggest thing. Um, I just don't think that enough people are committed enough to actually try it. They'll just give up. And, you know, oh, this is going to take weeks to build. I, I don't have time for that. And it's like, just chip at, chip away a little bit each day. Or like, uh, I actually, yeah, a little bit each day. Do it every day. Don't, don't be like once a week or like one, like three times a week. Like do it every day. That's the hardest part about it is like, there's days where I don't want to do any sort of code. I just want to, I'm like burned out and I'm just like, all right, I am going to just not code. And I find myself being like, what should I do today? And then I just get back on my computer. And it's like, if you code every, like coding isn't hard. Doing it every day is the hard part. Does that make sense? Like that's, uh, uh, coding is kind of hard. But like if you do it every day, <laughs> if you do it every day, it gets a lot easier. But I think it's a lot harder to actually do it every day. Cause like there's times where I'm like, oh, man, I worked for like 12 hours yesterday. Like I'm just gonna like not do this. I'm just gonna play like Fallout today and then I'll, I'll code later. And then it's like, I'll play Fallout for like 20 minutes and then it's just like, God, yeah. I'm coding right now. And then I'll just start doing it. You have yeah. to to do it. Like, that's some, that's some great advice, uh, Nick. Um, and I would, I would give the same advice to everybody. Uh, when, when it's funny when people ask me, you know, like, what can I do, uh, to be successful? I always just tell them, go out and do it. And they're like, well, what do you mean? I mean, just do it because 99% of people, like they'll plan, they'll plot, they'll even learn, they'll watch some videos, but they will never ever write that first line of code. They'll never and ever finish it. Exactly. And it's so infuriating because it's like, you have these ideas, like get them out there. Like not everyone, like the successful ideas that like blow up and they're like crazy. Those aren't like, not even all those started as like, you know, we're going to make this huge thing. It's like, let's just make this. Like every idea starts small and like, you might be ambitious and like, I mean, you might not be ambitious. You might be like, this will be a tiny thing, whatever. That's fine. You release it. And, and then there might be stuff where it's like you want it to be big. But, like, you won't know what it could be unless you actually do it. And, like, if you just talk about doing it, then you're just like, all right, you're giving someone else time to come out with, like, a similar version of your idea. 
Like there were so many clones of PokeRadar, so many clones. People using our screenshots, people using our icons, people copying and pasting our description, apps that were literally just like, and this didn't really happen on the iOS store. There was like working clones where, but it would just be like a blank map because they would get overloaded. Um, but uh, on Android, like, I think pretty much anything gets in there. Like, not to bag on Google too hard. <laughs> they, their review process, like, there were clone apps that were downloaded that were using our, like, name, our, like, icon, our screenshots, all that stuff. And they would get in there, and it would be, like, a black screen. And then as soon as you load it up, it would just, like, populate with ads. And that was all it was. Oh, my god! And that was, like, accepted. And it was, like, this is crazy. This person is just, like, piggybacking off of us and making a ton of money. And I was like, so, I mean, like, hey, if, you're, if you don't care about, like, ethics and stuff, like, that person made a lot of money off of, off of just, like, freebooting our stuff. Yeah. But they actually made it, you know? Some people could have been like, that's not worth it. It's like, again, you only, like, I don't know. And for me, it's like, I'd rather look back at stuff that, like, I made and, like, reflect on, like, wow, I can make such better stuff now. I can't even believe I thought that was good then then like look back and have nothing be there. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I saw, I saw a couple of questions. I think we talked a little bit about them. I don't, I don't, I don't see any, you know, uh, heart stammering questions here. So we'll probably just, we'll probably just wrap it up here. Um, so Nick, I'm going to post your link. I don't see these questions. Where are they? Uh, they're just on the YouTube page where people are chatting. Um, like I said, there's just no one's really asking any any really great questions for for you to answer. <laughs> All right, um, let me. Uh, oh, it's not letting me post your LinkedIn. Why? Does not want that. Um, well, uh, if you want to talk to Nick, let me just share my screen here. <laughs> uh, if you want to get a hold of Nick uh, for any reason, inspiration or otherwise, he is in the DevSlips chat room quite often. Uh, what's your username in there, Nick? Uh, Nick space D and my, my icon is just, uh, it's like an N and right now it's orange, but yeah. Oh, Jacob, yeah. can you present me to everyone? So it's, uh, Nick D and yeah, my ID in the dev slopes thing is zero four two six. So I, yeah. it's like a way to search for people. And this is his, um, this is his LinkedIn here. You can get it here. It's linkedin.com slash in slash nick dash devona dash seven five nine nine two eight b two yes <laughs> uh, it won't let me it won't let me paste the link uh, link in here um, that's all too I'll update that like uh, that's <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm in the devslops chat uh, and like I have my phone with me all the time so like if if I mean if you have questions about stuff and if I can help hit me up or like I don't know. If you just want to like BS, hit me up. I'm pretty much available. Um, but yeah, DevSlopes Discord for the win on there. Yeah, um, Roberto, Jared. Um, well, um, you you should tag him in some questions. I think I think Jared Nick talked a little bit about copyright. Nick, I'm I'm sure you guys before you even started suspected that you'd have potential copyright issues is that oh, right yeah. oh yeah we we totally knew uh that was like the number one thing it was like i mean that was one of the things too when we were even theorizing like should we make it it was like okay well uh you know we're, we're just gonna get shut down you can't make a pokemon now. 
And so we had to like think of ways to get around that and like think of, you know, fail safes as far yeah. as like, how can we keep this in the store at all costs? Cause this will definitely be a problem. <laughs> They're not just going to let us have this, but, uh, yeah, luckily that uh, the guy who made PokeVision, he he went down pretty hard, and uh, he sort of like took the hit for all of us, which was nice. <laughs> like well, but, I'm I'm glad it worked out. Yeah, I'm glad it worked. Out. <laughs> so uh, we're gonna wrap this up here, everybody. Um, this is Nick. Uh, he's fairly active in the community. You see him around sometimes, uh, spreading his uh, his cheer. And uh, awesome uh, Pokey Radar uh, was a big deal. Got millions of downloads. Uh, sold it for five hundred thousand dollars. Lots of great things. Great portfolio. Great portfolio builder. So. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for listening in today if you like what you heard go ahead and click that subscribe button you'll get notified every time a new episode comes out and it'll also help us to grow this channel and if you'd like to learn how to code you can always visit us at devslopes.com with our coaching and mentorship based learning see you next time